Do you ever like move your cursor around and you can't like your you can't just, get it back? Yeah, you can't get the edges of the uh, of the page, so you can't scroll down. Does yeah, that make, yeah, you yeah, know what I'm talking about? And and why does that happen? I didn't ch- touch anything. I well, didn't change anything. If Don't. anybody's been listening to the show for years, there's user error with you with any of this stuff. User error. Mm-hmm. It's Joyce Kaufman with electronics error. Okay. Uh, the Nogales, the people in Nogales are very upset about the uh, inhuman razor wire on the fence. Wasn't it me last week that said, uh, why don't we just put that uh, real serious looking barbed wire on top of all these fences? And everybody thought I was, a, you know, just like a Ocasio-Cortez, you know. But no, that's exactly what the military is doing. And the City Council of Nogales, Arizona, has voted unanimously on a re- resolution ordering the Trump administration to rip out the new lethal razor wire coiled on a border fence along the downtown shopping district you got to look at this and they didn't just put a little bit of it up on the top it's like the whole fence is covered in it yeah i think i did see an image of it it's just a complete fence of barbed wire a barbed wire or, well, razor wire yeah just razor wire this is like the what do they call that stuff it's got a name um it's the kind that you find like in a prison or in like uh, the middle of a, a war zone concertina wire that's what it's called um Placing coiled concertina wire that is designed to inflict serious bodily injury or death in the immediate proximity of our residents, children's, pets, law enforcement, and first responders is not only irresponsible, but inhuman. The resolution demands that officials remove all concertina wire within city limits. It also states that no military force or the use of military-type tactics designed to inflict indiscriminate harm should be allowed in Nogales without an express declaration of war by Congress or a national emergency. Bingo! They're just giving him grounds for a national emergency. I don't know why Nogales is being used as their concertina poster city, Mayor Arturo Garrino said at the city council meeting reported Nogales International. This is not right. He said that he fears the day that our first responders have to go to the wire because somebody fell in there and they need to extricate that person. School buses travel along the fence and children play where the concertina wire is exposed. They didn't ask us, did they? Resident Sherry Dixon asked the council before the vote. They're turning our town into a military base. It's like the front lines of some kind of war zone. Well, you know, that's pretty much what it is. It looks just like the Berlin Wall. It's terrible. If federal officials refuse to comply, Garino said the city is prepared to go to court. Garino told Nogales City Attorney to file Freedom of Information Act request to see how many people have actually climbed over the wall in recent years. A statement from U.S. Customs and Border Patrol said that its priority is safety and security, but it did not address the danger of the concertina wire to local people and pets. A record amount of fentanyl, 250 pounds worth, and that's worth $3.5 million, was confiscated last month at the Nogales border. It was discovered at the port of entry hidden in a truck, transporting cucumbers 
Wow. I wonder if they hollowed out the cucumbers. Hobo and I were laughing. No, we weren't laughing. We were kind of upset. We found that a veterinarian from Colombia had uh, put drugs inside of puppies. I'm trying to figure I guess he had to surgically put it inside the puppies because they're not going to swallow balloons. They would bite them, right? So they, he surgically yeah, imagine so. opened them up, put it in. I said they're fixed or something. And, and then, uh, you know, sewed them back up. It's horrible. Yeah, he only horrible. got six years. That's horrible. He got six years, right? That's all he got, six years. Something's not right with that story, even if he did snitch on Six years is not enough. No, he must have turned in all the higher-ups or something. He must have gave up somebody really, really good to only get six years. For yeah, that. El Chapo or something. Why would, is that trial still going on? How long yeah. does it take to come up with a guilty verdict in that trial? I don't know. For some reason, I think... No, might... they're not going to let him go. I don't... Listen, imagine being on that jury. I, I was actually talking to Mick about this. Mm. We were having a discussion about this. In a case like that, shouldn't they have like the jury like behind some glass, like a two-way glass? Behind some glass? They should like, have them in seclusion. Yeah, in like, like a mask or something. See, you know, uh, the... I don't know, Tibet or somewhere. Or somewhere away where, you know... You can't, where they can't be killed? Yeah. By uh, El Chapo's guys who kill anybody he tells yeah. them to. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have sat on that jury. I'd well, have, that's what I'm... I'd a have lot killed of those right people, over with a fake heart attack and they'd have had to carry me out. I'm sure that's probably what's going on with those people. It's like, I want to convict them, but I also like my family. I want to convict him, but I really like breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I can convict him and continue breathing, so I'm going to go with the breathing. Yeah, that's where I'm afraid that's going. Well, but it's, you know... This guy's like a myth. This guy's a monster is what he is. I know, but it's it's, it's beyond just being like a criminal. He's like, you know what I mean? He escaped from multiple jails. He's almost like our our version of Al Capone or, or anything, but just exaggerated. Yeah, Al Capone, poor excuse, more like, uh, let's see, who can we make him? More like Hitler. <laughs> He's a, you know, yeah. a, a murdering I mean, slug who doesn't care who gets right. hurt. But he gets away. He's gotten away so many times. He's not getting away now. He's like, did you ever see Silence of the Lamb? And then, and then the yeah. follow-up movie to it, what was it? Yeah, I think I know. The- it just was his name, I think. Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hannibal Lecter. Um they they can find Hannibal. If they could confine Hannibal, they could confine El Chapo. Yeah, I'm sure Jody that. Jodie but... Foster is with him right now. Oh, really? Yes, she's guarding him. Yeah. What's his name who got him arrested over there, too? Um, I only remember Jodie Foster in that movie. No, Wasn't but she remember... the FBI agent? El Chapo got busted because of, what's his name? Uh, Sean Penn, is it? No, he didn't get busted because of Sean Penn. Partly, yeah. No. Look it up. Sean Penn has Sometimes something to do you're with right, too, and that scares me. Uh, Sean Penn has something to do with El Chapo getting arrested. Sean Penn visited El Chapo, but I don't think he had anything to do with him getting arrested. I wish he'd have something to do with getting uh, Maduro arrested, but he was good friends with uh, the other guy, uh, Hugo Chavez. Did you see the pictures online? Well, you you like me. Do you ever me watch? Crazy. Do you ever watch his Spanish, Spanish language television? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see? Um, um, well, now I forgot what I was going to say because you you're talking about the Spanish channel. Did I watch something? Right, but I'm trying to remember what it was that I was going to say. Oh, oh my goodness! They had this um, special on, okay, where they were talking about um, the kids of Hugo Chavez, the kids of all these rich dictators. Oh, uh, 
was Did you see them waving that. money around? And yes. they live in large and the people are starving. They can't get like a napkin. They can't the people can't get a piece of bread for their children, okay? And these brats, these Chavez kids and Maduro kids are like on jet skis waving around wads of hundred dollar bills. And drinking champagne. You know, the one that made me kind of laugh was, uh, I think it was Hugo Chavez Dollar. She was pretending to be like she was bawling. And she had nothing but ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. But she had them all fanned yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. All fanned out. I'm like, she really thinks that's a lot of money probably because it's American dollars. But was it ones? I thought yeah, it was there's, hundreds. There's one, there's one that has a... Uh, there was one I think that had hundreds. Yeah, I, I thought remember she had hundreds. Her, but there was one that of her was like $20 and ones she had fanned out. I got to see that one. Yeah, and it's like her Facebook, so she's like acting like it's a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, it's only 20 bucks, but in Venezuela, that's like a million. Yeah. Um, let's see. Chavez Kids. It doesn't really uh, show that. Um, I, where did I see it? It was on Spanish language television, but uh, you saw it where? I believe I was on Yahoo yesterday. Okay. Because you know how like, I'd read stuff? So I was, mm -hmm. I was scrolling through it, and it came up as Maduro's. Maduro's children, you know, spending lavish money. Here it is. There, there we go. Images for Chavez kids showing off. No, that's not ones, honey. <laughs> what, the girl that? with the long hair, Chavez's daughter. And she's like sitting down. She got a white t-shirt on. Yeah, that's not ones. Oh, I thought it was ones. First of all, it's not dollars, is it? It looks more it, like pesos. Oh, no, it is $1 bill. See, I told you it's the $1 bill one. She's like, there's a bunch of ones and she's... Rich wow. kids of Venezuela, including socialist ex-leader Chavez's daughter, flaunt cash and flash lifestyles as country starves. That's the one that made me laugh because it's like flaunting and she's well, got I a bunch of I can't tell ones. what they are. It's really out of focus. But it, it looks like it might be $1 bills. There's a five at the, at the front of it. A $5 <laughs> bill. She put the big bill in the Ooh. front. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of sad, really. I mean, you know, the people don't have food to eat, and then, and these spoiled brats are, you know, just hanging out there. No, but the other pictures are disturbing. So, you know, the stuff they're doing, like have Maduro hanging out with Salt Babe, staying and, at the Ritz in yeah, Paris, spending all this money, living it up, and well, just uh, all the Venezuelans are are hungry. They got the two kids, uh, the two boys of uh, Maduro's wife. Yasual Gavidia Flores and Walter Gavidia Flores love the good life, including posh hotel stays in Paris. But the dire conditions have had no impact on Venezuela's rich kids, who continue staying at plush hotels or posing with pop stars. Among the spoiled socialist elite is Maria Gabriela, the oldest daughter of Chavez, whom he affectionately called the heroine and is said to be Venezuela's wealthiest woman. According to a Forbes article in 2015, the leader was worth an estimated 82, wait, $2 billion at the time of his death. Today, his daughter is the wealthiest woman in Venezuela, worth double that. It is believed that the 38-year-old's fortune is hidden in European bank accounts. More than once, her revolutionary dad, Hugo Chavez, declared that being rich is bad, adding that rich people attack me for saying that, but I claim it is bad. She took on the role of alternative ambassador of Venezuela to the UN, despite never holding a formal job. Her younger sister, that's the one that you were talking about, has been studying at the University of Paris, where she waves around wads of $1 bills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's so sad when you think about the Venezuelans, who are, they're just suffering. They got no power. They got no food. They got no medicine. 
And you're right. Here it says, she drew attention to the family's extreme wealth by posing on social media with a handful of dollar bills. There is a five in it there, though. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Joyce Galpman Show. Coming up in the next segment of the program, after the news, uh, Derek is going to be finally, apparently, making it onto the show this week. Um of course, I'll believe that when I hear his voice, but it looks pretty good. I just got a text message. Um, I saw this uh, another strange article. Hobo and I have been seeing some strange stuff on the Internet. Not so strange, but terribly depressing. And also, uh, I'm beginning to expect this kind of stuff, is uh, the idea that we have a chief justice who was appointed by a Republican president and who we thought would be at least uh, fairly reliable as a conservative, uh, no such thing. John Roberts joined the four liberal justices, and the Supreme Court blocked a, um, a Louisiana abortion regulation that made perfect sense, and I'm really not sure. I'm going to have to read his uh, his opinion. I'm going to have to read the majority opinion because I just read the minority opinion, which was written by none other than Brett Kavanaugh, and uh, I concur entirely with that. So it's going to be interesting to try and figure this out. Um, Matt Whitaker, by the way, what a, what a guy. He's actually pretty smart and very clever because he ended... Who is this? Representative Val who? I never even heard of some of these women. What, where is she from? Florida? Where did she come from? Have you ever heard of Val Demings from Florida, the congresswoman from Florida? No, but she's probably in some rural part of Florida. Why do you say that? Well, we're in the major parts, and if you don't know them, they're probably... Who'd she win? Uh, whose seat did she win? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I have, I'm going to have to look that up. I feel foolish now. She's a Floridian, and I don't even know What's who she is. Again? Val Demings. Val Demings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's, she's already trying to earn her stripes there by arguing with... Uh, with Matt Whitaker, but boy, I'll tell you, the best moment was when Jerry Nadler just kept, blah, 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 blah. he's the chairman of the committee, the moron from, uh, is he from California, New York, whichever, the same place. Um, he, Matt Whitaker taunted him and said, Mr. Chairman, your five minutes are up. Yeah, which is classic. Anyway. Um, She's from the 10th District. Valdez, Venita, Val Demings, that's what she goes by. Yeah. She was an American law enforcement officer and a politician who serves as a member of the United States House Representatives from Florida 10th Congressional District. Okay. Uh, she was a chief, uh, chief of the Orlando it's Police like Department. It's like in the Jacksonville area, no? I'm not sure where I the mean, 10th Congressional District of Florida is. But she was, I'm guessing Orlando because of uh, she was a chief of police. Yeah. For that area, so that's... So she probably has a name. She's a contender. They they ran a lot of military. Uh, it is Orlando. It is Orlando. Yes. Okay, I take it back to rural. District. Yeah, that ain't rural. No, it's not. Um, who was the? Who was the uh, press? Pre, pre, who was there before she was there? I don't know. I'll I'm have to sure. find that out. All right, we need to uh, take a break. 
And uh, we'll do that right now. Joyce Kaufman with Sun. My son, Dara Kaufman, who is uh, out there in Los Angeles, where apparently there's a typhus epidemic all of a sudden. Yeah, what is with this? It feels like we're in, uh, you know, centuries ago when we got outbreaks of typhus. I'm worried. Do I have to worry about smallpox now? It's strange. Well, you know, you just keep those uh, sanctuary city policies in place there, my friend. And and the, oh boy, <laughs> you walked into that one. I walked into that. Huh? Yeah, you did. Um, but there's there's just so many crazy news stories. First, I have to take you back a day or two because when we were going to talk, I'd wanted you to weigh in on this Woody Allen story because I mean, Woody Allen, as you well know, I, I loved every movie right up to Annie Hall, and then after that, it was like. Uh, you know, it just got too uh, too cerebral for me. I like a banana. You, you, you don't like Vicky Cristina Barcelona, huh? That's no. Not, not in your wheelhouse. No, not in my wheelhouse. I didn't even like, uh, you know, the uh, uh, later on, the, I can't even name them, Manhattan, those kind of movies. Match Point, Midnight in Paris. Oh, Manhattan, though, long ago, yeah. Yeah, but, that you know, once Annie Hall was uh, in the can, that was it. That was the last really great movie that he made. But nonetheless, he's still a very popular filmmaker. And all of a sudden, uh, everybody's either... Either, either they're coming after Bezos or Bezos is coming after them. What's going on? Yeah, this is a wild story because Woody is a guy who, you know, he, he's, he's faced some bad press in the past, but he usually doesn't uh, get his name in the headlines. He tries to lay low as much as he can, but he's going after Amazon Studios and saying, you guys backed out of a four-movie deal over these ancient allegations about me that have already been debunked. Um, so he, cut, he cuts a deal for four pictures with Amazon back in 2017. This was in August. And the first movie, he shoots it. It's called A Rainy Day in New York. It's got Selena Gomez, Timothy Chalamet, who's in basically every movie these days and is supposed to be the next big thing. They shoot it. Uh, and then before it comes out and is going to be distributed by Amazon, those old uh, rumors and allegations about his sexual molestation of, of Mia Farrow's adopted daughter, Dylan, came out again, where she says, you know, you, you, you abused me, you molested me uh, all these years ago. That comes out again but now of course it's the me too moment mm -hmm. and amazon gets cold feet and they say we're not we're not running the movie anymore and woody's saying well you you owe me you'd cut a long deal it's not like new bad news about me i didn't do anything wrong this is just 20 he calls them 25 year old baseless allegations right right what do you think will happen as you put your lawyer hat on you know, there's, it depends on the, how the contract is drafted. Some of them are drafted very broadly where it says, if anything comes to light that brings the studio into disrepute, we can, we can uh, void the deal. But I think Woody has a bunch of negotiating power. I doubt he'd sign a deal that left him exposed in that way. Uh, so it could be narrower and, and say something along the lines of, if you do anything going forward that brings the studio in disrepute, we could uh, we mm -hmm. could void the deal. But he's going to say, I didn't do anything. This is just an old rumor. Right, right. Well, it'll be interesting. he's got a good shot. He's got a very strong law firm behind him. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Bezos is going to be spending a lot of time in a courtroom, apparently, because uh, Mr. Pecker has a picture of his Pecker. Wow. Is that the craziest thing to happen in a long time? That that letter uh, that was released yesterday. I never heard the term, by the way, complexifier. That was, that I, was listen, I was going to I was going to go after that with you. It's not even a real word, you know. It's such a strange, even if it is, it's not well known enough. It sounds very pedantic. It was a strange word choice, and he used it a couple times in his letter. But he's saying, look, uh, I'm the richest guy in the world, and I'm not going to be extorted. So mm -hmm. he blasted uh, the Enquirer and AMI and said, look at this letter. They're trying to hold uh, my penis picks over my head. Yeah, well, but, you know, but I, I, you have to ask yourself this question. 
Here's a guy who understands the Internet probably better than anyone because even people like me who now are constantly on Amazon, um, when it first came out, I said, uh, he's crazy. Nobody's going to spend money blindly on a website to buy things they could get in a store. And uh, he knew better. He, he is a, a brilliant marketer. Why would you send uh, such pictures anywhere? I mean, you know that, that, that someday they're going to come back to haunt you. It's, it's amazing to me. I mean, very, very powerful men. It, it makes you think of Bill Clinton. Why did he do what he did? Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner. There are these lapses in judgment from very powerful men who are extraordinarily talented in so many ways, but have, the, have these lapses. And, and the Inquirer is saying, look, this is why these are of national importance, because you're on the board of the most successful company in the world, and this shows poor judgment, to which Bezos said, really? Because uh, I think the company's doing pretty well. We're <laughs> either the first or fifth most valuable company ever imagined. Right, so right. I think, he's got the, I think he's got a decent argument about that, that he's doing a, a decent job at Amazon. Yeah, and, and he can go after them and break them, essentially. I mean, uh, it, it's called lawfare, and he's got unlimited capital. It'll be interesting. I mean, the last the last company to be sort of taken out by a celebrity, remember Hulk Hogan, basically right. crippled Gawker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this has shades of that. This is obviously a much more powerful and, and wealthy man than Hulk Hogan. So you're messing with the, the wealthiest man that Earth has ever seen. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out if, if they can weather this storm. Who owns the Washington Post, which makes it a complexifier. <laughs> it is. It's a complexifier, if you will. I, I looked it up immediately when I read the letter, and there's, there is no such word. He essentially made it up, but it is a word now. It will be a word well, going I forward. Never, yeah, I mean, it, it, it made me think of Kofifi, you know, <laughs> when I see words that I've never heard of, because I, I read quite a bit, and I like, I, I love words, you know, that I always yes. have, and complexifier made me pause. Oh, me too. So listen, uh, you know, uh, there are very few movies that I call my favorites. And of course, you know, Clockwork Orange. And you know that um, one of my other favorite movies is a movie that um, I insisted that you and your sister go to see because I thought it exemplified who I am. And the, the star of that movie died. Yeah, this is really sad news. So Albert Finney, star of Big Fish, which is, it truly is, it's, it's a spectacular Tim Burton movie, one of your favorites. Yeah. It does resonate with, with me. Um, yeah, he passed away at, at, at 82. Um, he, there was a short illness. He had some kidney cancer back in 2011, but it's not clear that this was related to it. He's, he's, he's older. Had a great career. I mean, this guy was nominated for five Oscars. He never brought it home, but you'll remember in Aaron Brockovich, he basically steals the show. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the old lawyer who's constantly uh, sort of sees the potential in Julia Roberts, and they butt heads at times, but then it's a very warm story at the end. And he's just great. I, I'll miss him. He's one of those guys who was always value-added to a movie, even if he wasn't the star of it. You, you love to see his name's, name in the credits. Oh, yeah. And as far as I was concerned, uh, Big Fish was a tour de force because the character that he plays is uh, uh, the grand storyteller um, who tells stories, but they're all somewhat true. Um, and, yeah. and that's why I, I said you guys got to go see this because it really, you always would say, you exaggerate, Mom, you exaggerate. And I would say, no, I just know how to tell a story. And so did he. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful story. I highly recommend going to see that. And who was the right. kid in it? A bit of truth. Yeah, Billy Crudup. Wasn't that his first yeah. like big starring role? It was. It was definitely early in his career. He. He then. I think he 
may have just done Almost Famous before that, but he was definitely, it was early in his career, and he's the son who's saying, like, Dad, I don't know what I can I can believe out of your mouth. Right. It turns out at the funeral, you see all of these fabulous, you know, people from the stories he told, and, you know, they're not giants, but they are very tall, and, and they're not, you know, necessarily connected, but... They are twins. Everything he says, exactly. Yeah. So and a, then finally, the, the movie that I think you, your sister, and I sat through a hundred times, and now your kids are all sitting through. Uh, he was Daddy Warbucks in the original Annie. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I That had slipped my mind. I didn't even realize that. You're right. You're yeah. 100% right. He's Daddy Warbucks. That's right. Wow, yeah. he's been in everything. He really has. But he's one of those actors who you go, I know that guy, but who is he? You know? uh, unless, yeah, and he's great in that, too. Yeah, he oh, was wow. great in Tom Jones. He was great in Murder on the Orient Express. I mean, he's one of my favorite actors. A British actor. Well, but, you, just made me even, you just made me even sadder. Now yeah. I'm thinking about Annie. I'm going to show that to Nixon someday. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, that's Albert Finney's no longer around yeah great career though what a great life yeah well now if you want to see the new annie i think it's jamie fox who's daddy (laughs) warbucks right yep yeah that's a reach but anyway (laughs) listen um what, what can i tell you who on earth is the fiji water girl and why are we talking about her so, do you remember in during the Golden Globes, Fiji had a brilliant idea. They hired a bunch of models to walk around the red carpet and the event with uh, trays of Fiji water. And this one woman photobombed a bunch of celebrity red carpet moments. So you'll see her just make eye contact with the camera behind various interviews that are going on. It was so successful, it became a sort of viral sensation that Fiji says, we cut a deal with the woman. And we wanted to do a, a new campaign where there were cardboard cutouts of this woman. We were going to put them all over the city and really boost this water. They, She sued Fiji saying, you have no right to use my image. And now Fiji is suing her back saying, well, you signed a deal. Oh. We're going to pay you $90,000 and you're saying now that you're not going to honor the deal. You're trying to get half a million out of us. No dice. So they're in a they're in a nasty lawsuit now. Wow. So uh, how much did they give her originally? Half a million dollars? No. So oh. they, they negotiated a deal quickly after the Golden Globes. Okay. 90000 which, oh. which they're getting a huge amount of press for this and they maybe rush through the deal to get to get uh, a, a sweet campaign deal off the ground now she's having second thoughts because she sees how big it is and she tried to renegotiate for around five hundred thousand and they're saying no 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 you signed for 90 we get to do this so they're actually going after her now it's really nasty in the lawsuit they said you're suing the very company that's entirely responsible for providing you the opportunity and the means to capitalize on your fleeting 15 minutes of internet. The gloves, the gloves are off. Yeah, she's beautiful though. She's a model, right? Yeah, she's a model, and mm-hmm. and she, you know, she to her credit, uh, there were several of the models who were doing this at the Golden Globes, but she's the one who really uh, broke through. Her name is Kellett Cuthbert, so now she's got a name for herself and a lawsuit to deal with. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, the the final story that I just, uh, I'm curious about, only because it's a Florida story. I don't know if you've seen it. It's breaking at your website. Warner Wolf got busted here. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought this up, actually. I was going to bring it up if you didn't. This is an incredible story. So Warner Wolf, who I know from Rocky Right. he is with Stu Nahan. Uh, they go to Russia. He's the other boxing announcer, but he's also just a, a legend. He, right. he invented the phrase, let's go to the videotapes. So right. 
Warner Wolf is just a, a legend in the world of broadcasting. He lives at a place called Classic Plantation Estates in Naples, Florida. And you know these areas. Yeah. They're, they're sort of these gated communities. Well, he went to the HOA meetings and said, I don't think we should have the word plantation on uh, on our signage anymore. It's offensive. <laughs> so they said, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll look into it. Well, war- that wasn't quick enough for 81-year-old Warner Wolf, who took matters into his own hands. And they say there's videotape of him. Uh, you know, chiseling the, the <laughs> word plantation off of the sign while standing in the fountain. And then he handed it off to the security guard and said, hey, give this to the property manager. Oh, so my God. He uh, got arrested, actually, for, for criminal mischief because the sign's worth over a thousand bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember yeah. from that cameo in Rocky Four. And he also was uh, frequently on the Don Imus show. Yes, yes, that's yeah. exactly right. He yeah. had a long-running uh, uh, Don Imus collaboration, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And he's just a legend. He's one of those sports announcers that you know his voice. Um, and it's it, we, we saw this story, and we're like, oh, my gosh, they're mugshot? And sure enough, there's a mugshot, <laughs> there's Warner Wolf. Unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, crazy story, but it, it seems like a, a you know... A, a message he was trying to send, like, I, I don't want to live in a place called Plantation, and these yeah. are just the times we're living in. Warner Wolf took matters into his own hands. Hey, listen, I pulled out your high school yearbook and Jenya's high school yearbook and my high school yearbook just to make sure there's no pictures in there that could preclude a future in politics for any of us. Um, are, are we all clear? We're all clear. I have not, no photographs okay. of you in blackface or a Ku Klux Klan outfit. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> I will say, didn't didn't this story also resonate with you? I, I grew up in Plantation, Florida. So yeah, I know. I was that's thinking about this when I went to school. People said, "You're from where?" It never <laughs> dawned on me that plantation was a loaded word. But when it, my first day in college, people were like, "That's a." That's a that's a Quite strange a for your city. Yeah. Well, I never thought of it either. Leave it to Warner. Anyway, thanks so much, Derek. Always uh, fun talking to you. Have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for that uh, that little visit with my granddaughter last night on FaceTime. I mean, that just sent wow. me into uh, dreamland. Oh, well, she loves her unicorn that you sent her for Valentine's Day. She <laughs> beat us to the punch. Amen. <laughs> thank you. Love you. Take care. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, I send to my grandkids Valentine's Day presents, and she called me last night to show me that she received her unicorn. I did that all by myself, Hobo. For some reason, I know you somehow messed it up, though. I did not. I'm, sure. I'm going to send you an email right now, and you'll get to see that She's I actually... have a digity thing on there <laughs> somehow. <laughs> no, I, I, I got it. It says Hubbard. Hubbard Broadcasting. And I'm just, I'm pleased as punch. We had to change our signatures because we, of course, uh, have new owners. And uh, I never know how to do that kind of stuff, so I just faked it. And I pulled it off. And Hobo doesn't believe me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, um, that's it. The weekend has arrived. I'm going to be making an announcement here right now so that uh, just so that you know and you spread the word around, uh, my time is going to be shifted. Same show, different time. I'll be beginning at 10 a.m. on Monday morning, and the show will run until 1 o'clock. So you still get three hours of Joyce. It's just going to be moved up a little bit. So from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. weekdays, the Joyce Kaufman Show. Look forward to seeing you all then, if it be his will, and he delays his coming. So um, so he's always nerve-wracking. Did anybody call the Good Greek Spiro and Good Greek Moving in Storage before they you know, moved me? I may need a little assistance. We need to work on it now. We do. I'll have to call the Good Greek Spiro.